Hey, listen, welcome to the Hey, Listen Gamescast. My name is Jeffrey Morris. I'm joined here today by Rob Douglas. What's up, guys? And also joining us today, in lieu of Nathan Wagner being out for his honeymoon still, we have Anthony Shelton. Hello, hello. So today we will be talking to you all about our impressions and just kind of just news blowout on the Switch, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> it is officially out and in our hands. The wait is over. And uh, I know I have been spending uh, pretty much all of my free time this weekend play, playing <laughs> on the Switch and having, having a blast with it. So um, we're just going to start off talking about the Switch hardware and just the UI um, then just jump into uh, Zelda, and then, as always, when Anthony joins us on the show, he's uh, been preparing, and he uh, brought a uh, video game for Rob and I to try to figure out and guess for uh, Video Game 20 Questions, so uh, we'll report to that at the end of the show. So, uh, I know, Rob, you didn't get a Switch. Anthony, you're, you're, I did not. you're waiting on the Switch as well, right, to pick one up for yourself? Yep. Awesome. Um I actually was able to pre-order it right after the uh, reveal back in January. So um, I actually went to Best Buy a few hours before the midnight release. And um, there was a massive line of about, I want to say, about 100 people when I got there at 9 o'clock, which is about three hours before. And uh, they were all waiting for you know the, the non-pre-ordered units that they got in, which the store got about 70. So there was a lot of people who had to, you know, walk home, weren't able to get one. But since I was the first person in line who had a pre-order, they actually let me in first. And so I got to get in before the crowd, pick up the Switch. And they had all the Breath of the Wild, like, Amiibo out. And I had flashbacks to when I collected, like, all the Smash Bros. Amiibo. I just wanted to grab all of the the new Amiibo and take them out. But I had to resist because the new ones are, like, premium pricing as well. They're, like, 18 to 20 bucks or something. Um, so I didn't get any of those, but I did get the uh, Pro Controller with Zelda and Bomberman. Um, and uh, I will say the first thing I noticed about the Switch is it just feels really, really great. It's slick. It's sleek. Um, when you hold it in your hands, it doesn't feel cheap. It feels like a good, um, solid piece of hardware. Um, like I know the, the Wii U gamepad you know, always kind of felt a little clunky. It, the weight distribution in it was kind of off. The face buttons like rattled around they didn't seem like they were you know very solid um but the switch itself just the device is so small and sleek like i i took off the switch just the uh like the main console part with the screen and i just set it on top of my ps4 and i'm just like (laughs) i know this isn't quite as powerful as a ps4 but just the fact that this thing is so small and you know is able to do all these different things and run games is um just just pretty impressive so far so um how big is it it is about the size of iPhone 6 Plus, just with just the screen. Um, it's it's really not not as big as you would expect. Like I know when I first got the Wii um, with the Wii Motes, it was um, I remember those Wii Motes being a little bit smaller than I thought. But the Joy Cons are like half the size of a Wii Mote, if that. So like, how big is it compared to the the Wii U gamepad? Um, it is roughly the same of. Uh, length when you have the joy cons attached but thickness wise it's much much more thin and it's just like kind of a flat shape like right here i'm kind of showing you guys on skype right now this is just the the console itself like this is the entire thing that runs it's probably like a little less than the size of a average forearm exactly Exactly. yeah yeah (laughs) 
So like, you're you just trying to you somewhere know, between like a somewhere between like a phone five. and a Kindle, a Kindle yeah, Fire, like exactly. we're right in between. I okay, I, iPad okay, yeah, yeah, a good yeah. Comparison almost. It's and it actually weighs less than my uh, Wii U gamepad. Um, not significantly. It is just slightly less. And just to think that the gamepad, you know, <laughs> just received a wireless signal. And uh, the technology has improved in four years to make the whole system in that that small of a controller is uh, pretty awesome. So um, I, I'm really impressed by the size. It's portable. Like, I can fit it in my pocket um, if I'm, you know, wearing pants or something. One of the Joy-Cons kind of sticks out, but I can't take it places. And, no, like, this weekend, <laughs> I, I, had a good, I had a good friend visiting, and we played the Switch, like, everywhere we went. So we went shopping at Costco. So we played at Costco. We went to go get pizza and mod pizza. While we were waiting for pizza. We were playing some Zelda. We went to Target to pick up some stuff. Played at Target. Went to like church. I had to be there like an hour early because um, my wife was, you know, had a had a meeting. So we were just sitting around and we were just playing snipper clips and like all these kids started coming around. So we, you know, we were passing around the Joy Cons. Everyone was, you know, taking turns and it works just right there on the table. You, you can pass it around and. I will say it seems like the buzz around the Switch is a lot more positive. Like, people actually know what it is. Like, as I was kind of bringing it around this weekend, you know, it was only been out for a day. And I I had, you know, some random people, you know, make mention, oh, is that a Switch? And, you know, some kids, like, go, went up to his dad. And he's like, Dad, there's the Switch. We need to get one. So, like, people understand <laughs> what the Switch is. You know, with the Wii U, I had to explain even to, like, my gamer friends. Like, this is a new system. It's not a Wii. It's not an expansion. Like, the system is over there. This is just the controller or the gamepad. So Nintendo seems to be doing, so far, you know, a better marketing job than the Wii U. Not that that was a hard thing to do because the Wii U was kind of a disaster with marketing. But, uh, <laughs> you know, steps in the right direction so far. So that is good. Um, well, and based off of the fact that, I mean, Switch had an advertisement during the Super Bowl, which is... Yes. I mean, most video game systems will have, like, a game ad or something like that, but to have a whole console advertised during the Super Bowl is pretty big. So yeah, and, and they the, obviously did a good job marketing it. And well, it's also not entirely common where a console is released one month. Exactly. That's what or, I was about to say. You know, a month after. <laughs> you it, know, so the true. Super Bowl is in February. It came out, what, about three or four weeks after the Super Bowl. So to have that yeah. at the end of the ad is kind of like, whoa, I can actually get my hands on this thing in a couple of weeks, you know. So um, yeah. I think the timing actually worked and. Um, so far, um, some articles have come out that said that it is the you know best-selling, biggest uh, Nintendo hardware launch um, of all time so far. You know, it's ahead of Wii numbers. You know, I doubt it'll cap Wii in the long run, obviously, but um, it's off to a great start just for this first weekend. It seems people know about it. There's a buzz. Like I said, there were 70 people at the Best Buy um, already in line by like eight, nine o'clock. So there's tons of people they had to turn away. Um, so you know, it seems seems like it's you know. Um, it's out there, and I think they're shipping 2 million units uh, this month, and then, you know, we'll see how many Switches will be out in the world after that. Um, but I figured we'd just kind of talk a little bit more about the pros, and then we can kind of go into some of the cons, or the uh, the Joy-Cons, as I like to call them, about the system. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Sleep mode. Sleep mode is amazing on the Switch. Um, I was showing Rob over Skype uh, right before the show. Um, if you have the Switch out, you hit the little power button on the top of the switch. It takes um, about one second to turn the screen on. You push the A button, and boom, you are straight in the game, right where you left off in Zelda, no matter um, you know where you were in the game. So you take literally three seconds to pick up your switch, turn it on, and play. Like that's faster than you know my 3DS, 
obviously faster than my Wii U, you know, any other console really out there. You can just jump straight into games. And um, I know that's probably one of the biggest, it's going to be a big thing for me um, for buying, you know, third-party software on the Switch is just having the portability and just quickly being, being able to jump into a game or being able to suspend it and just come right back into it. I love just being able to play Zelda for 10 minutes, hit the sleep button, and then just pick it right back up like it's a, you know, a Game Boy or something like that. Um, so sleep mode is awesome. I, I really, really like how quickly you can jump in and out of games. Um, and then just overall, the, the UI just is really, really quick. It's fast. Um, for a Nintendo um, system, you know, thinking about the Wii U and the 3DS when those launched, they weren't necessarily the fastest with launching different applications and stores. Like I still think to this day, you know, launching the 3DS takes like over a minute to just load the eShop. The Wii U had like a mini game <laughs> to entertain you as it loaded the eShop. Um, but it loads the eShop, you know, within just three or four seconds. Um, everything just works really, really well so far. Um, and then the Pro Controller is great. I picked that up for Zelda. Um, the buttons are a lot bigger than the Joy-Cons. Um, I would almost compare the Joy-Con buttons to maybe the size of a 3DS button. Um, so mm. they're very small. They're kind of clicky. You know, they don't feel like they have as much weight to them. Uh, but the Pro Controller you know, has a really good weight. It's similar to, I would say, maybe an Xbox One controller. The sticks are made out of you know, a good, solid material. I don't feel like they're going to come apart like my you know, DualShock 4s have. Um, and then the battery out of the box is over 20 hours. I, I didn't charge it. I just turned it right on, and I played it till it died, which was about 20, 22 hours or so, um, which was amazing. I got the low battery. That's pretty impressive, yeah. Yeah, it went for four hours after it said low battery. I'm like... My fully charged DualShock 4 goes for like three hours. Like, um, so I don't know what Nintendo puts in their controller. What were you playing? It works. I was playing Zelda. So and it went for 22 hours portable. Um, not no, not or the Joy Cons, the, the Pro Controller, the Switch Pro Controller. Did. Oh oh oh, the the Pro Controller. The yeah. Controller. So the, the system yeah, was um, actually. Uh, oh yeah. Well, the Wii U Pro Controller saying... lasted a super long time too. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. not surprised. Yeah. So Nathan was saying with good. his Joy-Cons, they didn't come completely charged. Uh, he had to charge them. But that they are listed to, to last up to, I think the Joy-Cons are up to like 80 hours. That's insane. Uh, uh, it's like a ridiculously long yeah. amount of time that's specified for. So. so even if the Switch necessarily doesn't have a great battery life for the system, I know the controllers do. <laughs> um, yeah. I've never run into battery problems with the Joy-Cons too because... You know, most of the time when I am playing it docked, I'm using my Pro Controller, so my Joy-Cons are charging on the system itself when it's in the dock, so that's nice. Um, there is a gyro motion sensing in the Switch Pro Controller, which the Wii U Pro Controller didn't have, which was uh, kind of a bummer because you couldn't play games like Splatoon and stuff that kind of used the motion. And so um, having the gyro in there is great. You know, I've just been aiming arrows with Zelda. It feels feels really good. feels natural. Um, you can tap Amiibos into the Pro Controller as well. Um, so yeah, I, I highly recommend the pro controller. I think it's, you know, worth the price and it's going to be, um, I think it's the definitive way to play Zelda's with that controller. It just feels a lot better, easier to control. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's really, really nice. If, if you can find it, I don't know how ready available there are. I got pretty lucky being, you know, from the line at Best Buy, but, mm -hmm. um, so let's go ahead and talk about a little about the cons, you know, every, Every system launches. There's cool things to do. It's exciting. But there's always some things that, you know, the system doesn't really do as expected. Or maybe, you know, you just wish there was a feature there that quite isn't. So um, 
keeping kind of the lure of controllers, the Joy-Cons are really small. Um, like I said, they're maybe half the size of a Wiimote. They are not big. The, con- the buttons are about the size of, a, you know, the small 3DS buttons. The sticks are smaller than normal sticks. Um, and when you hold it on its side, using it as a sign one, it's not super comfortable. Um, and like the little L and R buttons right here are just, you know, they're what? They're like the size of a Tic Tac, like <laughs> little L and R buttons. Like <laughs> that, literally they're Tic Tacs. Oh my goodness. Um, so th- those do take some time to get used to. Um, Nintendo does include a grip in the box so you can put those together to play games like Zelda, which is nice. But um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're fine. They just take a little while to get used to. I, like I said, I would recommend the Pro Controller, but you know, not everyone can afford a Pro Controller at launch. Um, I, I understand. And there has been a, there has been some talks with the Joy Cons. Uh, we talked about this last week when we said that some of the Joy Cons, particularly the left one and the, uh, the early released switches, um, for reviews and all, were they weren't they're having connection problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is. And there is, uh, they released an article saying there's some in- interference that happens between both, that can happen with both Joy-Cons. And so there are, you know, other things like if you have a hand or you your body's between the Joy-Con and the Switch itself. Or even if you have, like, sometimes your phone or a Bluetooth or a computer or something yeah, nearby. I think, I think they're can, Bluetooth. They can actually desync or interrupt the the signal from the joy cons to the system. So there has been a little bit of complaints from that as well. Yeah. I know there was a, uh, using them. the switch itself did get a day one update, but like praise mm-hmm. the Lord, it was like 50 seconds long. Like <laughs> it was, super <laughs> short, not, I was able to jump straight into Zelda. The Wii U, you know, had that infamous, you know, two, three hour day one update. And so, uh, oh, yeah. it was really, really quick. It was easy to download. And I personally haven't had any joy cons problem. Like I said, I haven't, been using them a ton usually when i've been playing zelda i'm using my pro controller um but yeah it is good to acknowledge a problem you know some controllers aren't working and i'm not sure how that could really get through testing you know <laughs> like how, how are these controllers yeah. not able to sync up i i don't remember i think it, i think it's probably because they problem, test so. them in a clean environment without a lot of other extra stuff there yeah, they're not expecting it they're not testing them in someone's home where there's, yeah. you know, 7 million devices all on Bluetooth and wireless internet and all this stuff all at the there's same time. There's a lot time. of devices in people's homes. Um, but moving on in the cons, um, friend list. Um, it is there. Great. Uh, but is it is on our con list because there's nothing you can do with your friend list. Um, the only thing you can do with the friend list is if you add a friend, you can see their little like profile picture avatar that they chose, which are cool. You know, they're pictures of Nintendo characters or your me. Um, and then you can see what they're playing, if they're online, and uh, that's it. Um, that's the only thing you do with your friend list. You cannot send them a message. You cannot invite them to a party chat. You can't invite them to play a game. Um, and there are friend codes. Yay, friend codes are back. Like, what? Why are friend codes still a thing, Nintendo? Like, they invented this back in 2006 when Mario Kart DS came out. They put it in the Wii. They got rid of it for the Wii U. It was on the 3DS. And then for some reason, even though we created unique username and IDs, you can't add someone by their user ID, which people already know and have memorized. You have to write down a 12-digit friend code. <laughs> like, it's that's so dumb. It's ridiculous. I'm not sure why that's still there. Stupid. Um, thankfully you can also add friends locally so you know if you meet up with a friend or you know you're at an event someone else has a switch you can just add each other uh, by 
you know, finding their Switch that's next to you. Or you can also add through Nintendo's mobile games, interestingly enough. So if you are friends with someone in Mario Run or Fire Emblem or Miitomo, you can add people directly through there if they um, own a Switch. Um, so that's nice, I guess. But the fact that they're still using friend codes just boggles my mind. I think Reggie said there would be no friend codes at one point. And here we have friend codes. So um, no interaction. Friend codes make the friend list a bit of a, a bit of a snore so far. Oh, man. <laughs> So maybe maybe one day Nintendo will get social <laughs> stuff that, at least decently okay. Well, that was my one hope. Remember, before the Switch came out, I said my one thing I want them to get right. I want to focus on is the online interface. Let me send messages. Let me interact with my friends. You know, invite to chats. You know, have a good online hub. But this looks like they're going the complete opposite direction. It's still just a window. You can see, oh, look, there's my friend, and I can't do anything with him. So um, <laughs> there's really no point well, to it, adding friends at this point. It's funny because my brother, Steven, just wrote in the chat, wish the chat app was up and running. And it's like, for what? Like, who actually uses chat on PS4 or Xbox One? That's, that's, that's Instant true. Messenger. It's very true. Discord. Yeah. Like, there's so many different ways to chat. Text message, you know? Yeah. They, <laughs> like, that's they, been around for a while. The only time really I message on my PS4 is when um, I want to, like, maybe get a game or a group going together without just spamming it. Invite, like, maybe I'll see, you know, Anthony's online. I might send you a message and say, like, hey, you know, you want to join up for a game of Overwatch or something. But I, I guess I guess that's true. You don't really want to necessarily chat through, or chat through your console using messaging. Um, so... That's, that's I think different. there's social stuff online with Nintendo. The big thing is with games like Splatoon 2 coming out here and Mario Kart 8 being on there, what we really want is we want the ability to play with our friends online. We want, you know, and so, like, less of the chat, because, like, yeah. obviously... Like, you just gotta PS4. enter 12 digits first. <laughs> like, PS4, you know, you could just, you find your friend, you search up for them using their username, and then you just send a party invite, and then you guys can join up together and I never use the text chat on um, PS4. I just call them up on party. But yeah. maybe, and you know, Nintendo's just got to get that figured out. They did and... say that the supposedly, you know, that online app will be able to do some sort of voice chat, some sort of messaging, and also some type of, like, matchmaking. We're not sure if that's just, like, the only way to do, like, matchmaking in lobbies and private lobbies and games or it'll just be like a game by game basis like each maybe game has its own little hub within the app we're not sure entirely what it looks like but nintendo has you know literally said nothing so people are starting to kind of assume the worst right now we don't really have a lot of interaction through the system itself which you think in 2017 you'd be able to interact with friends through the system but um you know that no system really launches with all of its features you look at you know xbox one or even ps4 over the last you know few years they've added a lot of updates and new features and different things um, into the console. So um, hopefully, you know, within a few years, the Switch um, UI and interface will, you know, look a little bit different. But um, I Sure, know the, within a few years. Yeah, just, just right now. There's <laughs> but they're not, already not a lot starting behind. That's yes. the problem. Yes. Like, they're not even starting with the basic functions that most consoles have had for the last, I don't know, 10 years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Two generations ago. Two generations ago. <laughs> 360 yeah. era. Um, oh, they were even starting to figure out some of the stuff on Xbox One. <laughs> like the not, the, not the newer Xbox One, like the original <laughs> old school 
green and black one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fair point. Um, I will say I haven't reminded it so far because I've been just been playing Zelda, which is obviously single player. But like you said, Rob, you know, by the time Mario Kart Splatoon come out, um, hopefully they've added some, you know, uh, more features to be able to interact with friends. Um, yeah. I think it is worth mentioning, even though, you know, it's pretty well known. There is no virtual console or crossplay at this point. Um, Shovel Knight, uh, Spectre Knight campaign launched on the Switch. The Treasure Trove is on there with, you know, all the Shovel Knight games. I bought it on my Wii U. You know, I had a friend who bought it on, like, Wii U and PS4. But, you know, you can't transfer over your crossplay for Wii U or 3DS titles onto the Switch, at least with that title. Um, hopefully, maybe something in the future with transferring over virtual console games you've bought um, will happen. But, you know, can't download any games on there. So my Switch <clears throat> is a little lonely with just three games on the home screen. Um, and then I will say the UI, why I do like how clean and simple it is. Um, it's almost kind of like the PS4 where there's just big icons in the middle and they're all just in a row from left to right, um, which works fine for now. But I'm starting to kind of think, you know, when Virtual Console comes out, you know, in a few years when I have more games, I hope that they do some update to the UI where you can customize it or maybe do folders or some different stuff like that. Because I can imagine, you know, once I own, you know, 20 games, whether it's Virtual Console or retail, it might be a little bit of a bother to actually search through all the um all the games on the current UI to find stuff. So um, hopefully there's more customization there. Um, right now you can change the themes to black or white. I put on black because the white is like so blaringly white it like burns like a hole in my eyes um, on the TV for some reason. Uh, but I'm sure, you know, Nintendo will put out some themes wh whether it's Splatoon or Mario or Zelda. So um, I'm sure many of us will be throwing lots of money at those themes when they come out because <laughs> those those would be cool. I have some 3DS themes that they, they did a good job with. So, um, Let's see. Any Anything else? Uh, Rob, did you want to mention any other things that you kind of saw about the Switch? That, uh, yeah, so I was so just kind of watching some videos, just some like top things about the Switch and all that. And so one of the things that they were saying is that, first off, the screen can be easily scratched. Um, mostly because trying to get, you know, it's pretty easy to get it into the dock, but a lot of people were saying that sometimes you got to kind of wiggle it around a little bit to try and get it to catch onto the the port, and they'll scratch on the actual base itself, yeah, um, wow. right on, like, kind of on the, on the corners of the screen and stuff, and so there are images showing up online of people with uh, scratches, so not really necessarily a huge con just something that like a lot of people are recommending get screen protectors yeah. or it seems like screen, you know. screen protectors are kind of essential now any anyways for any big touchscreen device that you yeah to protect and you've spent over you know a few hundred dollars on so it's kind of oh, yeah. common sense to get a screen protector but i know i've never really used screen protectors screen protectors for my nintendo products before but um, I actually did go pick up one today. Everyone on the internet, it's kind of, I think, like you said, kind of blowing this out of proportion with the screen being scratched on the dock. I think you know, it's an example of it's, a few people not being as careful. Um, there are, yeah. I, I did see there are a few docks that look like they have little scratches or bent a little bit at the top. And so mm -hmm. it looks like there may be a few defects out there. I'm not sure if it's everyone with the dock. Um, I think just overall the design of the dock is a bad idea with having a big piece of plastic on the front of it that, goes up against the screen like that to even you know risk the chance of you maybe putting it in at an angle and getting that screen yeah uh, scratched like someone actually tore apart the dock on youtube and you know they took all the pieces out and the dock hardware itself it's like a little small raspberry pi 
size like chip that's at the very bottom where the HDMI cable is. So that dock is like 95% plastic. Like it doesn't need to be that big. It doesn't need to have all that stuff. Like it's, there's not a lot of hardware in there. Uh, But for some reason, just it's a giant plastic thing. I don't know why they just didn't did a, you know, a very small three, four inch black piece of plastic. Something easy. Yeah. yeah, You just stick it in on the top. Kind of like the Wii U gamepad had like a little charging stand. I remember you could just plop it in there. I'm not sure why it's not just something like that. I guess they wanted to protect the screen, but it's ironic because it's, seems to be scratching the screen so interesting. yeah i'm sure i'm certain it's not like even matt visa in the comments he has no idea how people could be so rough to scratch it. and i'm sure it's not a very common thing you know i'm assuming that some of the people are like oh i'm really careful with it and i still scratch it there are actually people who are you know they break <laughs> a lot more of their material and stuff than they actually yeah. admit to but it's just a little thing that people are noticing another thing that was really big was the uh sd cards there's some Interesting things with the SD card. First off, it is located at the bottom behind the kickstand, which for some people is kind of an odd location. I think um, the location's fine. The new 3DS, you had to like freaking like have a little tiny screwdriver and like undo all these little baby screws. Oh yeah, and, like, yeah. Pop it in by the battery, so it it's fine. Like I I have my switch right here. I can pull my thing. You know, it's right there. It's it's fine. Um, but yeah, that I go go ahead. I kind of interrupted you. Uh, about the SD cards. No, no problem. Um, the uh, the thing that they were saying is that you can't take your SD card and move it to another switch. So if you have a save file or game that you want to transfer to your friends, you know, or you're going to over to your friend's house and you want to use it at their place, you can't. Yeah. They will a message will pop up and say this SD card is being used. You have to delete it in order to use it. So. And then also I saw that you can't actually say your saved game files don't actually go on the SD card. They go onto the switch yeah. itself. As of now, it's on the so. internal, internal uh, hard drive, um, which in my opinion, I actually kind of like, cause I know for the Wii U, if you had like a USB or hard drive plugged in external hard drive plugged in, it would actually default save to that. And like I, I had a uh, USB drive I was using and my USB drive got corrupted. And so Mm-hmm. A ton of my game's data just disappeared because for some reason my Wii U defaulted the saved files into the USB drive. So kind of glad it's on the internal. But on the flip side, I can understand people who maybe have more than one Switch in their household who want to transfer saves. Or maybe just want to back up their saves on an SD card in case something happens to their Switch. Um, can't do that as of right now, which is kind of well. Odd. Yeah, and I think that's probably the I think that's probably the bigger issue is if your switch dies or it gets broken for any whatsoever reason, and you know we're we're talking about a console that you can take with you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. If you drop it and it lands on the sidewalk and breaks, your save games are gone. Yes, <laughs> and you got to start all over. So I mean, that's kind of a little bit of a I would say that's a little bit of an oversight on Nintendo's. Sure. Uh, vision and research and so i think that would be something that they should yeah. check into and evaluate because even like on xbox and ps4 and all those other ones you can save them to external hard drives or onto the hard drive or itself or like xbox I know, I know or like xbox 360 you could plug in a usb port and you know a 64 gigabyte usb stick and you could download all your profile and games and everything onto there i actually don't have anything on my hard drive on my xbox even though it's in there because it's only like a 12 gigabyte hard drive Mm -hmm. for my 360 so i mean i think it's something that they're just gonna have to figure out especially if they're gonna use sd cards yeah 
Yeah, I know. I know for 3DS, it was really easy to transfer saves across um, SD cards. And I, when I upgraded to a, you know, a launch 3DS to the 3DS XL, it was super easy. I just copied all on the SD card, put it into my new system, and I was pretty much good to go there. So, um, yeah. Like I said, there's a lot of no's here, but I feel like these are things that will come eventually, hopefully. But as of now, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things, you know, that the system can't do that seems like they kind of head scratching that they should be able to do so yeah um yeah so i think think that's our kind of overall impressions of the switch so far um it's a cool piece of hardware but you know everything's not necessarily there up and running yet um you know my wife made a comment yesterday like why does this thing not have netflix yet (laughs) like (laughs) there's no video streaming apps yet Um, i think it would be a great uh system to have twitch a twitch app on i think that would be really cool it'd work really well in the system but uh no yeah. support or announcements for those yet. So uh, moving on into segment two, let's um, go straight into Zelda. Um, so we were talking before the show, the reviews for this game are amazing. It is the fourth highest rated game of all time on Metacritic. You know, um, Game Rankings has it as the number one highest rating game of all time. So pretty much any way you look at it, this game is rolling in perfect tens, uh, perfect 10 out of 10s. Um, and it's totally living up to the hype in every single way. Um, I know for me personally, I've always been a Zelda fan, but I've never really been this um, kind of enthusiastic and excited and just wanting to play a Zelda game so much as I have with uh, Breath of the Wild. Um, so, uh, Rob or Anthony, have you guys like watched any like streams or have you played anything? Like, just I was wondering what, what you guys think of it so far. Because I can I've talk about watched... it all day. <laughs> I've watched some people play it. Um, I've just kind of observed some different, you know, Twitch streams and uh, that sort of thing, as well as watching a couple of YouTube videos, particularly compilations of people dying in most horrific and extreme <laughs> you ways. You will die which a been... lot of times in this game. It is, it is the hardest. I think my Zelda favorite game. was one of my favorites was watching a guy who was uh, he was surfing down a hill. Mm-hmm. And his shield shattered that he was <laughs> he surfing just, on. And so he just he does this straight dead. face plant and then just ragdolls down this hill. And I'm sitting here going, this is awesome. I would play this just for the ragdoll physics. Yes, the ragdoll physics are great. Um, but, but yeah, it's it's a game that's so like large. It's so open. You have all the freedom to go and do whatever you want. Um, and my big worry going to this game, um, I thought, you know, oh, I've only seen, you know, footage of the grassy feet, Hyrule field. I don't know, you know, how different the world is. And, you know, is it just a big empty world? There's no wildlife or anything like that. Um, but there's wildlife everywhere. There's environmental sounds. There's people you'll find run into interesting people of all the different races um, from the Zelda series. The dialogue is super um, witty for the most part. People will give you side quests, like everywhere you go. Like I've already accepted over 25 or so side quests. And uh, you can actually view like side quests and main quests and different things like in your adventure log. So it's a little bit more organized. And just there's this call of like the wild of just knowing that, hey, I just want to see what's on the other side of this mountain. You know, I want to go to this top of this hill, just see what's over in that area. And you can find shrines because they kind of glow orange and you can pinpoint them on your map to, you know, save things later. You can add stamps and different things. Um, just so you, you know, you remember different places that you've gone to. And the thing that makes it so different from so many other open world games that have come out in the last few years for me is that it's really, really rewarding. Like when I'm playing some of the newer Assassin's Creed games, sorry, Rob, like I go somewhere (laughs) and like, 
I really want to go explore this area because it looks really cool. And then I finished that exploring that area, and it's just, okay, it kind of looked cool, but there wasn't really any cool rewards or really a reason like, oh, I got a feather, but there's 700 more feathers to do and to get, and there's not really an incentive to really go do that for me in so many open world games. But That's why in Assassin's Creed, I just go around and kill everyone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But like in this game, it's so rewarding to just go to all these different places, climb mountains, you know, explore new towns, go hunting, experiment with different cooking. And there's just all these things that Zelda's never had before with like finding items. I have over probably 80 different food materials to cook things with. And so I'm slowly learning how to make different recipes that give me buffs and more health back. Um, there's a amazing weather system where it'll just start raining and having lightning storms. The first time I ran into a lightning storm, it like zapped like 10 feet in front of me and like started a giant brush fire out in the middle of the field. And I was just like in awe of how cool I've never seen a video game strike me with lightning from a lightning storm. And I had like a metal sword that started sparking. So I had to switch off to like wooden weapons and shields so I wouldn't be electrocuted. And when it's raining, you'll slide down rocks as you're climbing up it. And there's temperature where you have to, you know, change clothing or do different things to make sure you're not losing hearts in certain areas, whether it's too cold or hot. And uh, even in weapons, there's elemental weapons. There's a fire swords and shock swords and I think ice, yeah, ice swords and ice rods. And so you're actually able to do a lot more different variety in your combats. Like I was fighting these guys on the beach and I led them over to the water and then just chucked my like thunder sword into the water. They just all got electrocuted because they had metal armor on. So it really gives you a lot of freedom of how you... Um, you know, approach the game, which is um, really, really cool. Um, um, I noticed in the comments, uh, Matt B just said. Matt B said it's. Hello, Robbie, you there? Yeah. All right, sorry, we lost our Sorry. Phone. Go ahead, say that again. Oh, sorry. Matt B in the comments said that uh, it's lacking the traditional dungeons. Mm -hmm. So. It is. For the most part, you don't have the you don't have the dungeons. You just kind of go into like every single Zelda game in the history of Zelda. Yeah, as as far as I can tell, um, there's kind of at least four somewhat traditional dungeons. Um, but other than that, you're just doing shrines, which are just little mini mm -hmm. dungeons that are just scattered all across the world. And uh, the first couple of shrines kind of almost like a tutorial, almost where you kind of understand you know some of the basic rules of the physics of the game. And the later shrines actually get um, really tricky and they do lots of different stuff. But yeah, most shrines, you know, depending on how smart you are, you can complete anywhere between five to 10 minutes per shrine. Um, so they're, they're not super long, but rather than having, you know, bigger dungeons, it's kind of separated out into smaller ones, which um, I know for me, I, I haven't minded. I actually prefer the smaller challenges because, you know, if I go into a shrine, I know I can come out of it in probably 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. While if I get to a big dungeon and I'm like, okay, I only have a half hour left to play. I don't want to start this dungeon in Twilight Princess. Cause I know it's probably going to take me like an hour and a half to beat it. And then if I start it and come back to it later, I don't, you know, remember everything. And so actually kind of prefer almost having these smaller dungeons um, in the shrines, which are pretty nice. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that so what are the dungeons like then, or at least the shrines? Because when I think of these smaller dungeons, mm -hmm. I'm thinking biggest comparison, Ocarina of Time, the Deku Tree, 
or yes. you know Dodongo's Cavern or something like that. So like, what is the level of Zelda dungeon, quote unquote, that is comparable, or is it like just completely different? Because you it's, know, like in traditional yeah. Zelda games, it's pull the block and you know use whatever <laughs> new item that you got, it, and all that kind of stuff. Different. So now that everything's just kind of like get whatever you get whenever you get it. So now <laughs> do this dungeon. Yeah, well, the thing is you get the main rune powers at the beginning of the game. That's the first thing you do. And that's really the only part of the game where you don't have freedom. You start out in the Great Plateau, and you have to do these four shrines, which give you uh, the power to spawn bombs, which, by the way, is amazing. You can spawn bombs whenever you want, throw them. You can have square bombs, which stay, or round bombs that roll. Um, you get bombs, and you get magnets, you get stasis, which freezes things, and then you also get like freeze power, which you can like, make big ice blocks out of water. Um, which sounds lame, but then you do things like climbing up waterfalls using stairs made out of ice blocks, and it's actually super cool. <laughs> um, so use those main four things to complete the shrines and the dungeons. I don't want to get into too many specifics about the um, kind of four main dungeons I was talking about, just kind of for spoilery reasons. But I would kind of compare them almost to a more traditional Zelda dungeon, like you're saying, like Dodongo's Cavern, Cavern or something, where there's lots of different puzzles, and you're trying to find out different things in the rooms um it's actually kind of cool when you do get into a bigger area dungeon like area like that there's actually a really cool 3d map that you get to see and interact with which is pretty cool um mm -hmm. but yeah there there's a few of those bigger ones um i actually kind of have a cool story which i'll speak very generally because i don't want to spoil anything for anyone but uh, on day one i decided as soon as i had the freedom to do it you know two hours into the game to head straight towards Hyrule Castle, which is just a place filled with, you know, bad guys and Ganon's, you know, power and stuff like that. And I just kind of want to see how close I could get. And eventually I got so close that I snuck in through like an underground passage and all the enemies there would one shot me because, you know, I had the starting armor in the game, which is like two pieces of rags that you call pants and a shirt. <laughs> um <laughs> But I snuck all the way through Ganon's, uh, like, dungeons, and I ended up fighting this boss that was, like, way out of my league. But I memorized, like, his patterns everything, and I was able to take him out and get um, a certain shield that is very good and lots of very good weapons that um, were, you know, way better than the current thing that I had. I think the current weapon I had was, like, a 5 in power. And the weapons I got were like in the 30s and 40s in strength. So uh, a huge upgrade. And I actually got to, I think, the final room where you fight the final bosses. And I wasn't able to defeat them all because I ran out of weapon durability. And it was just kind of really grindy because I wasn't very well prepared. But just the fact that I could go to Hyrule Castle and do that on day one of getting the game and not really doing any of the narrative stuff or main, main quest was really cool. I climbed to the very tip top of Hyrule Castle just because I could took some cool screenshots and stuff up there, but um, it's just awesome. The freedom you have, you can literally go anywhere on the map and you don't really realize how big the world is until you actually are in it. Like you keep zooming out of the map and discovering how, how big the game is. And somehow Nintendo made this massive world that still has really good attention to detail and all these different little characters and things to interact with. Um, so yeah, it's awesome. Um, there is not as much voice acting as I think people were, thinking there was going to be or maybe hoping <laughs> um, really there's just voice acting um during certain memories uh that you can kind of recall um and then there's voice acting kind of when you are doing those four main kind of dungeons i was talking about 
Um, so really, that was the only part where there's cutscenes and like actual like voice acting. Other than that, you're still reading text like normal Zelda games. And the voice acting overall, like the actors are decent. Like it's something to you know rave about. Um, but the cutscenes do work despite Link. Not no talking. Nolan North. No, there's no Nolan North. And for some reason, they made most of the girl voice actors, at least in the English version, like kind of like British. Like they, they kind of sound like they're trying really hard to be like, like Arwen or something from Lord of the Rings. I think <laughs> like they almost kind of sound like that. So um, I thought that was kind of interesting that they decided to give them British accents. But um, yeah, I mean the cutscenes work even though Link isn't talking. Like it's not weird or awkward. Like it, you know, still works out. So um, the cutscenes are actually pretty good. I I've seen some pretty pretty uh pretty powerful cutscenes so far and you know i've only seen a small fraction of them so um that that works which is good and then um just overall the art direction in this game is probably my favorite thing just the screenshots or you know watching footage online doesn't really do it justice you have to have to play the game on your system whether you're on wii u or switch um the wii u one looks great too on just seeing the art style the grass and the colors and you know the sunsets and um the enemies just everything looks really really good i it's it's not a realistic aesthetic necessarily you know it's not like horizon zero dawn or anything like that yeah. but um it works it it's zelda it's you know big and it it just looks really 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 good so um i'm loving it so far i i, I can't put it down so um i'm having a lot of fun and uh oh auto saves too there's auto saves the game saves every like five six minutes whenever you enter like a new smaller region on your map um so you don't have to like go find a bird statue like in Majora's Mask or, you know, kind of save in an area, but you really kind of respawn back somewhere else. You can pretty much save wherever you want, which is nice. Oh, nice. But yeah. Um, you guys have any like questions or, you know, things you're wondering about Zelda that I could maybe answer for you guys? Like, <laughs> Well, Matt, Matt B makes an interesting point in how the Zelda world you don't have objective markers mm -hmm. and so apparently you can get around in the world just by looking at landmarks yes which i guess however big they are or small they are or whatever um and he says you know he likes open world so much without the objective marker although i feel like you could just turn them off in the other games <laughs> but how well designed is the world like how can you really like just get around without an objective marker yeah, for the for the most part, you can. I mean, I think of open world games like you said, like maybe like games like Watch Dogs and stuff, where you know it has you an arrow. Literally Pretty much every other open world. Yeah, it has game. you know an yeah. arrow <laughs> or a path pointing where you're supposed to go. There's none of that in Zelda. I think that one of the first characters you meet in the game will say like, "I recommend going this and starting you off on like a main quest." But like I said, I didn't do that for like the first fifteen, ten, fifteen hours of the game. I kind of did my own thing and. Um, the landmarks that you make are easy to see because you actually there's i don't know how many i want to say about 10 there's about 10 towers scattered throughout the entire world map that you like climb up and you uh basically sync your map and so you can see everything around there so not only does it add to your map you can actually see your surroundings as well with the assassin's creed kind of like assassin's creed yeah but unlike Assassin's Creed, or everything like comes Cry. back to Assassin's Creed. Everything yeah. less. <laughs> but I did like some of the towers. I actually do kind of have like puzzle elements to like figure out how to get to the top, um, which is kind of cool. Like it does mix it up a little bit. Um, but being up there, I usually see that, and then I can see usually a few shrines from the top of there, or maybe I'll see an interesting place, and I can basically just glide down from the top of that tower off into a new area 
And then as I'm going there, like the, the map is so well designed that if maybe I'm going to, let's say, Mountain B over, you know, to the west, I'm heading that direction, but I will find other things in the world that will make me want to go see those. Like, oh, this looks really cool over here. Or, oh, I want to go hunt these animals. Or I found, you know, some really cool something else, you know, a shrine. Um, you can go do those things and then look back in the vistas and say, oh, wow, I got really off track, but there's the mountain. Let me head back this way. There's, you know, a giant hill in my way. That doesn't matter. I can just climb right over that. And climbing totally changes um, the Zelda like world. Like all the areas in Zelda, 3D Zelda games have been blocked off by mountains or cliffs or, you know, sloped walls, which you just couldn't go up. It made you go in this little area that's completely gone now. You can just climb over any mountain even if you're not prepared you know you don't have the armor or, or the power <laughs> to do that so it's just really cool on that that element you know i i went to go check out death mountain and i just was getting literally link would just like scorch you turn on fire and just slowly start losing hearts and so i decided to not go in that direction i tried to find a different way around it and um yeah i mean it's kind of hard to explain without you know just playing it but I feel like a lot of open world games, if you didn't have a map or a clear objective, you could easily get lost. But just the design of the game, at any point, you can pretty much look around and see, you know, whether it's Death Mountain, Hyrule Castle, uh, Twin Peaks, you know, the villages that you find. So they do do a pretty good job. And you can play the game without really looking at the map, which is awesome. You know, it says a lot about the, nice. the world design <laughs> for sure. So. Yeah, I mean, you talk to characters and they'll just tell you, yeah, you need to head, you know, northwest of the town or head uh, east from that statue up there. And you can just head that direction and you can kind of figure out where you're going from there. Like, it's never really feel lost. And if you do, it's kind of a good feeling because there's so many things to do around in the world. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm sure sure we'll be talking a lot more about Zelda in these next couple of weeks here. Uh, I... I uh, I don't want to talk too much about any specific story things just for spoilers. And I know Nathan is just starting uh, his playthrough today. He, he uh, just finally got to pick up his switch. So uh, I'm sure he'll, he'll, will be wanting to talk about it next week as well. But uh, yeah, uh, let us know on Twitter, you know, at Hey, listen, underscore games. Uh, what is uh, your favorite thing about Zelda? Is it the, the climbing, the weather system, the art direction? Um, let us know. We'd love, love to hear your thoughts. Um, so, with that, we're going to move into our third segment, one of my favorite segments on the show. Anthony, 20 <laughs> questions. Go ahead and start us off. Okay, so 20 questions. We know how this game works. I have a game in mind, and Rob and Jeffrey have 20 questions to try and guess what the game is. Yes. So, <laughs> let us begin. All right, Rob. You Let's start, start with... No, Jeffrey, let's start with you. Start? This, is, oh, yeah. this is my segment. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I've been the talking like this spoken. whole entire episode. So I'm sorry, you probably tired of my voice from now. Um, all right. Um, is this game released prior to 2000? Before January 2000? Before January 1st, 2000. Is it released 2000. before January 2000? Yes. Before the Millennium Scare? Before uh, Y2K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Cool. Yes. That's one question. Is so this now a you console? have about two decades to sort through. Good luck. <laughs> yes. 
So it is released before 2000, so 90s. Yeah, anywhere between, you know, 50 and 99. Yeah, I need to stop sure. thinking about Zelda Breath of the Wild. Or get all that out of my mind. It's not <laughs> going to be anything about that game. Wow, you just kind of threw me there for a moment saying 50s, because there are some games back that far. I don't think I can name any of them. <laughs> um, is this a console exclusive? Or is it only released on one console? Yes. Two for two so far. Nice. I like it. I like it. Is this a console exclusive on a Nintendo platform? Yes. yes it is. Three for three so far. So we have NES. Rob eight. shaking his shoulders in delight. Okay. <laughs> if you said console. Cleaning his beard. Yeah, you said console, Rob. So we've got NES, Super Nintendo, or 64, probably. Uh, maybe it could be a portable, but I think probably a console. So maybe Let's we should try and What's yeah? Narrow it down to a console. So was this released on the NES? No, no, no. That's okay. No, there's a ton of NES. Three out of four. That would be hard. That actually that eliminates a lot of options there. Seventy percent is that? Yeah, seventy-five percent so far. All right, pretty good. Um, It's pretty good. Is this a Super Nintendo Entertainment System game? (laughs) No. Nope. Nope. Is this nope. a Nintendo 64 game? Yes. Okay. Yes. Good, good, good. All right. All right. I just want to make sure it wasn't Virtual Boy. I mean, you know, I, I know some Virtual Boy <laughs> games, but I could have went there. <laughs> I decided uh, to spare would. you. You would. Uh, so now you're on question number seven. And this is yours, Jeff. Question number seven. Uh, 64 game. It was only on the 64. Okay. Um, good place to start would be, is it a Nintendo published game? No. No. Okay. No. We got third party. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yes, it is a Nintendo published game. Okay. Yes. Nintendo so, published. Oh. Nintendo published. I don't think that question helps you, but go for it. Question number eight, Rob. So wait. Wait, wait, wait. I think, uh, I think uh, <laughs> maybe it's not, maybe it's not Nintendo developed, nope. but it's Nintendo published. <laughs> Uh, we just I just wasted a question. I'm, I'm mad at myself right now. Come on, Jeff. Come on, Jeff. Sorry. Um, so your hesitation makes me think maybe it's not like the traditional Mario or Zelda or any of those. Probably not. My hesitation. But it still could be. He still he could just be screwing with us. We're, we're, we're getting slight o- audio cues. <laughs> um... Let's go with, is this a movie tie-in? Ooh, that's a good wow, question. that's, you're going for N64? He's thinking yes. GoldenEye. No. Rob loves GoldenEye. <laughs> this is no, true. Is okay, that's fair, but no. So no no, no Star Wars, no GoldenEye. Question no number Wars, nine. No, number nine. 007. <laughs> um... I'm going to say, is this a racing game? No. Okay. Number 10. I think we're halfway there. I think finding the genre will really. Yeah. Just sort through all 25 of the genres. Go for it. (laughs) Is this a platformer? Yes. Yes. Need to uh, consult my. (laughs) No. No. Okay. So how, how can it almost be a platformer but not be a platformer how, how could you it's something he wasn't sure if it was a platformer or not 
Hmm. Plot twist. I like to keep you guys guessing. Yeah, yeah. Keep uh, it interesting for the listeners. Or at least 20 questions, right? <laughs> We're on question. Yeah, you got nine left. We're on question 11. Fail as bad as last time. Um, I think I know my 64 games better than my Game Boy Advance games, though, so we should be okay. Um, so you get to question number 20, and you still have no idea what it is. Is this a game that features multiplayer? Yes, it is. Good. Question number 12. Multiplayer 64 game. 12 by Nintendo. Not a platformer. It's like almost all of them. So, you know, keep on going. Mm, Question number 12. It was a multiplayer system. It's not... Not, it's not, not racing or platformer. Yeah. Yep, you sure did narrow it down with the genres. <laughs> <laughs> not a platformer and it's not a racing game. Just kind of eliminated right. all the ones that I would typically guess for a 64 console exclusive. <laughs> um, this might be a throwaway. Did Uh-oh. you... Do you Don't judge do you him, Jeffrey. shoot projectiles in this? Do you game? shoot projectiles? No, that's, that's no. no, okay. No, okay. So it's not a shooter. No projectiles at all in the game. So that actually eliminates... I didn't necessarily say that. So yes, there could be projectiles in the game that... Question number no, no, Let's clarify. Let's clarify here. You Ooh. as the player, do you <laughs> shoot uh, any type no. of projectiles during the game? No, you don't. Okay. Okay. Because I was going to say that eliminates most of the Rareware games. I was going to ask maybe if it was <laughs> Rareware games. Yeah, that's kind that of what I was true. thinking. I was like, we need to get rid that of some of like, okay. their Jet banjo. Gemini, Conquer, Donkey Kong 64, Banjo, they all like shoot things. This is true. This um, is true. Okay. So question number 13. That was good, Rob. That was good. That was not a throwaway. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. I wasn't sure. Could have gone either way. Do You, you eliminated play... one developer. Good job. Do you play as an <laughs> animal character, animal-based character? No. Oh, okay. Question number 14. No animal mascots. No oh, animal mascots. Hmm. Not a racing game. Not a platform match. <laughs> You've eliminated two, and you're like, oh man, what could it be? Because <laughs> there's only two genres on the N64. It, it does have multiplayer, but most 64 games have multiplayer. So it's true. It's true. Too big this is true. Question number 14. This is on you, Rob. Oh, man. Come on. Fluff up that beard. Get ready. <laughs> this might be a throwaway. Is <laughs> Why do you keep giving that? I feel like you're saying that to make yourself. Because <laughs> I have no idea what direction to go with it. So I'm just <laughs> trying to narrow something down. Um, is it sci-fi? <laughs> I feel like that's kind of a broad <laughs> kind of a category for video games. So I'm going to say no, because I'm, I'm assuming you're asking in a traditional sense of sci-fi. So no. Okay. So like. I think you're probably thinking kind of like 
like kind of like Star Fox type sci-fi. Is that what you're kind of guessing? Yeah, that's kind of what I was looking at. But okay, yeah, then I'm assuming yes. Then no. Okay. <laughs> question, question number fifteen. Oh, this is not going well. Um, Five questions left, and you have eliminated that it's not a platformer or a racing game. It's not racing. <laughs> not racing. No projectiles. But it is multiplayer. Um. Okay. How about? Do you, as a player, use weapons of some sort in the gameplay? Yes. Okay. You have just labeled video games. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Question number 16. Man, this is harsh. This is harsh. <laughs> you do use weapons, which means it eliminates all sports games. Unless it Don't is... Yep. <laughs> and other arcadey sports games. Blitz, you don't use weapons, but you kind of are a living weapon by destroying this, people out of the place. This is true. <laughs> this true. Is true. <laughs> and of course, hockey. I never really played hockey, friends. I stick it. Oh, and NHL. Or, and, you could, and you could beat each other. There's NHL 64. I, I, I had NHL hits for GameCube. That game was awesome. But, uh, that game was amazing. NHL hits 2002. Yes, yes. Question number 16. <laughs> or 20, I have, like, nothing narrowed down right at this point. We've just basically shot out all these questions and not gotten anywhere. Four questions. Rob, come on. You got to narrow it down. You have about 20 more genres and four questions left, so how are we going to do this? <laughs> Maybe talk about if Nintendo developed it. I asked if they published it. It was, it was kind of a waste because they published a lot of stuff. But Nintendo actually developing it. Sure, we could ask that. Did Nintendo develop it? No. Okay. I, I kind of got did that, that idea us? from earlier. So they did publish it, but they did not develop it. Didn't help. Question number 17 goes to Jeffrey. Oh, boy. Um... I want dripping. to think, you know, mo most of my 64 games were Nintendo developed or featured animal mascots. <laughs> um, hmm. Multiplayer. There's no shooting, but there are some type of weapons. Sorry. <laughs> I'm really thinking hard here. Ah. I can feel I can feel your brain okay. pulsing. Is, okay, you got something. Is uh this game was this game released or no 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 no. Start over. Um is this <laughs> game known for its most well known for its single player? No. Okay. So it was a multiplayer focused game. Consume that. Because there's a lot of single-player games that technically had multiplayer modes, like Star Fox and stuff like that. Obviously, Star Fox isn't one of them, but um, I think that might. I'm thinking, was the uh, little green army? You've already asked your question. You've already asked your question, sir. What are you saying, Jeff? I'm just thinking the little <laughs> green army men game, Sarge's Heroes, was. But you shoot projectiles in that one. Uh, 
Well, and the Army Man 2 was a single player mostly. It's got weapons, no projectiles. It has weapons. Well, because they get battle tanks, so that's projectiles. You don't. Question number oh. 18, Rob. Oh, I was thinking two so, questions. Well, we know it's not Cruising USA because it's not a race. No, it's not a race. <laughs> but I was thinking, I was just thinking the melee combat. So let's see here. Well, like, there wasn't any, like, sword caliber or any of those really. There was no sword caliber. There's none of that kind of stuff. Soul, soul caliber. Soul. I do have that for the soul. Podcast, though. Soul, sword. <laughs> <laughs> Don't insult one of my favorite franchises. <laughs> That's not how we win this game. <laughs> oh boy. I'm, I'm there's no two questions. About this. Uh, Anthony's fantasy. just sitting there with a smug smile on his face. <laughs> uh, I always do on this oh, game. Man, we need... I hope you're not looking anything up. I see that computer I'm screen lighting. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's reflecting helped. off your shirt. I was checking the time. At this point, I think I would, looking thing. it up wouldn't help at all. Um, <laughs> Rob's just completely lost. That's <laughs> okay. I'm mostly there with you. Man. That's very typical during this game, apparently. You, you, I normally have absolutely no 60, direction. You had a 64, though. Like, think. Was there any other multiplayer? I know. Games? I was trying to think through all the games I had, and most of the games I had were either racing or had animals or were a. Mario or Nintendo published or developed games, so it's hard to or sports games. Okay, it's... I'm surprised y'all have not asked the most obvious question, but go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> question well, number I... eighteen, Rob. Well, now I feel really sitting stupid. here for well, about the, the most minutes. obvious question, so after we're done, obviously. So. <laughs> obviously, no, I'm not going to get the most obvious question. Come on, buddy. Come on, Rob. Question number 18. Did this, or does this game feature swords? <laughs> I'm at a total loss right now. This is one guy. That, that, <laughs> that doesn't get him anywhere. No. Yeah, I figured. Question number 19. <laughs> You threw out oh, that obvious question part, and now and I just like lost all thought. It was like, uh... it must be swords. <laughs> oh, oh man, yes. this this is, this is ugly. We we apologize in advance to to listeners. Um, uh, I've been looking at the comments. Is it really all that bad? Uh, yeah, they are silent. Either they are face palming, or they're just appalled. They're gone. They're gone. Maybe they don't know either. <laughs> Maybe they don't know. I got, That's my I got a better idea than you guys. Oh. Um, 64 again. This is our last question, yeah? Nope. We got two, two more. more. Bob has the last question. Okay. You know he's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I started out all right. So it's known for guys were four. player. Man. This is what I get for playing nothing but Mario Kart and Smash Bros. <laughs> multiplayer growing up. I don't remember any other multiplayer games. Oh, oh man. Dang. All the multiplayer games I can think of are racing games. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of racing games. 
racing. Diddy Kong Racing was on there. I played a lot of that. Um, when I think of the 64, what Nintendo published but not developed multiplayer games are there? Hmm. I'll, I'll ask this question. Is this a game that has received a sequel or is part of a series after um, this N64 release? That's my question. It does have a sequel of some sort, yes. Okay, so it's not just a one and done random game. No. Okay. Yeah, that no. didn't help me at all, Jeff. <laughs> Sorry. So now, the last question goes to Rob, and they have no idea. Like, but usually I... by this time, you guys are guessing franchises. Yes. Like, you guys are lost. Yes. <laughs> we are so far off. Okay, so I have a question, and then we get a guess. The... Right? Or Yo, look at Matt B. He, he's getting into it. <laughs> he's, he's, he's at least made a guess. <laughs> you said it was... It wasn't any sports games, right? Didn't we didn't any... ask that. Oh, we didn't ask that? Okay. No. I but... suggest you don't ask that. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, just weapons. Just based off of that, I'm going to say it's not a sports game. Um... Started off so strong, too. I know. <laughs> I know. The first 10 questions were on fire. <laughs> the last 10 questions came back to zelda or something i don't know (laughs) multiplayer rob think multiplayer multiplayer not swords it's uh, let's see here the games that keep popping into my head have none of the elements that we've narrowed it down to if we can even say we've narrowed it down (laughs) well that's that's uh was uh no that was developed by i was thinking maybe like Ogre Battle 64, that was multiplayer, right? I don't remember. That one, but that one had swords. I feel like chat should get a chance to ask one question also, just for the sake of you guys. That's true. That we, I, I'm okay with that. I'm very question. okay with that. Based you still got to ask the last question. I'm just I saying, still I have feel to like ask chat, that. y'all should get some bonus questions from the chat or okay. something. So, Rob, why don't you just give us um, a question here, and then maybe someone in the chat can bail us out. Because <laughs> somebody has not, I, and I'm not sure this would help you, but there's just like a super obvious question that has not been asked. I feel like somebody should get a prize if they just ask it. <laughs> super obvious question. You don't worry about that, Rob. That's for the, that's for the chat. <laughs> Your brain's already hurting. My brain's already hurting. Your beard hair is falling out. You're sweating. <laughs> I'm losing my hair. Oh, wait, I was doing that before this. Um, so, chat, if you got a this... question, go ahead and ask it, too. I I don't know. This probably won't help us much, but I'm kind of curious based off of just how lost we are. Was this game actually popular? Is this your final question? Why not? Sure. Okay. The answer to that is no. Okay. That would okay. explain so why we're now. <laughs> so now no you guys idea. can can start guessing, and while we wait for maybe the chat to ask some questions, maybe I don't know if they're actually going to, but um, so I'm thinking perhaps if they do, other multiplayer genres could have been 
Um, there was some. <laughs> Matt is hurting also. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. I appreciate the fact that you were as lost as I am. Oh, uh, wow. We're going to feel like such idiots when we hear this obvious question. It wasn't super popular, which makes me wonder. Maybe, but it did, it did get it was popular enough to get a sequel. So yeah, but most unpopular games can get a sequel. It just involves getting lucky, essentially. Rob complicating things for his teammate. <laughs> I try my best. I'm going down in flames. I'm taking him with me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh man. Maybe maybe you just need Nathan here because Nathan can think of states obvious things all the time. So maybe, maybe we can <laughs> Oh. Uh, all right. Well, Rob, do you have any any idea of any possible game it might be? <laughs> any any one. One. Any one game. You giving this to Rob? Oh man. Okay. Don't I don't want to give it this to Rob. <laughs> um You just threw this into your lap, Rob. That's because he has no idea and he want <laughs> he already knows I'm struggling. <laughs> I, yeah, 'cause it's not it's not any rare Nintendo games. Those those are pretty much what I played on sixty four. The limit of your knowledge. Yeah. Um Last was single player. I don't think there was a TMNT game. But it was animals, so we already asked that question. It was in animals. Yeah, you don't play as any sort of animal character. <laughs> um, Fighting right, game. Let's, let's make a guess. Yeah, it's time to make a guess. The chat has not asked any questions, so it's time to make a guess. I'm trying to think, like, uh, there's puzzle games, but I can't think of really very many puzzle games. There's Violence, melee, combat, though. Well, this is... Hmm. I have no idea. This is... Wow. Maybe I just I played more than 64 games than I thought. Can, can you give us, like, maybe just, like, a general... I'm general six. direction hint to anything, mm, anything? But then that would... That might give you the answer. I don't know. Okay. Well, I, I think think it's officially you stumped okay. us. So we'll, we'll concede. Right. We'll concede. It, maybe you just want to give us a couple clues till we get it. Like, just so we can feel a little bit better about our pitiful <laughs> selves there. Well, I feel so stupid when I hear the name of this game. Maybe. Okay. Make a guess. Yeah, just like... throw a guess out there. Um, guess. I'm just gonna have One to of you. say something. Uh... Go with the battle one. <laughs> sure, Ogre Battle '64. There we go. Ogre Battle '64 is not the answer. Ah, I thought that was it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I need to give it's Matt some props because he actually at least got the developer right. The developer was Hudson Soft. Is it Bomberman? I also want to give credit to Jaeger because I'm sure he did his research while we were talking and he guessed it. Is it Bomberman? It is Bomberman. Ah! Bomberman 64. I thought of Bomberman. And here's the, but here's I didn't the craziest part. Ah! Here's the crazy part is that nobody asked, does this game 
have a 64 in the title. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> nobody asked that. I was waiting for that question. I was like, why is nobody asking this question? Like this, so I feel I like. Oh my when goodness. I asked the weapons question, if you use any sort of like weapons, and I'm like, okay, technically you're a man, you're not any animal. But for some reason, like I think with Rob's next question, I completely lost that narrative in my mind, and I didn't say anything. So <laughs> I don't even know what my next me, question Rob. was. That is all on me. No, <laughs> that was on both of us. We just did. <laughs> that was awful. I literally Whoa. was asking the barman too because I went to a retro video game store uh, this weekend, and they had Barman sixty four there, and I was remembering all the great times I had in that game, but. Uh, I mean, obviously, I bought you even played I Bomberman R. I played Bomberman this weekend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> such an idiot! I'm such an idiot. That is uh, one of the 64 games that I never actually played. Yeah, I I, I never, never actually finished it. My brother actually dominated that game. Like I I would whoop him in multiplayer, but he was much better at single player than I was. Like I could not figure out the puzzles. Was, oh man. He was so much better at the single player. I was like, how the frick did you get to the last place? Like, I frick. Like, <laughs> it was, I don't it even was know hard. How to get it was hard. These puzzles. It's a freaking uh, hard game. Yeah. I yeah. have a dream that one day we'll actually get this right. <laughs> You're one for two right now. I never. That's all. No, we're one for three. No, just we, three times. You're one, one for two. three. We, we didn't get Fire Emblem, huh? but we did get Yoshi's story. We did get Yoshi's you story. Did get we did get Yoshi's story. story. That's right. That was That's a Hail true. Mary. But you got that one. <laughs> Uh, Man, no. you didn't get Fire Emblem, that, and you didn't get Bomberman. That was a good question. That that was a good game. We should have got that. I, I never owned it, so that's I think was my main. We should have gotten that one. I, that I one. rented it from Blockbuster, you know, a few times, but I never owned that one. So I I got stuck on the melee combat there at the end, and I couldn't get past it. Yeah. All right. Well, Anthony, you've bested us yet again. Hopefully, next next time you're on, we'll have Nathan with us and. With our three half brains together, maybe we can, uh, you know, put together a decent effort. So, yeah. <laughs> Th- yeah. thanks, thanks for the listeners for sticking through us for that. Um, so, uh, before we le- before we let you uh, before we go here, um, we just wanted to always, you know, leave you with what we're playing this week. We've kind of gone a little long, so we'll just keep it brief. But obviously, like I said, yeah. I've been playing Breath of the Wild. I'll be playing that for a very long time. I did get snipper clips. Um, I've been really enjoying that. That's a really fun game to play casually. And then haven't gotten into Bomberman Hour a lot yet uh, for the Switch. Um, I've only played a few multiplayer rounds. It seems very basic and limited in the modes, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but like I said, I haven't touched it very much, so maybe you can unlock more um, modes and different things. I'm not sure yet, so haven't touched the campaign yet. So I'll probably have more impressions for Bomberman R next week. But that's what I'm playing this week. What about you guys? Um, so I've been playing, I finished playing, I beat Agatha Christie ABC Murders, um, kind of in the quest of playing through my Steam library, I played Seven Grand Steps, uh, 2064 read-only memories, and a game called AI War Fleet Command. Uh, Seven Grand Steps was just kind of dumb, not really a lot to it. Um, 2064 read-only memories was just sort of like, meh, whatever, it was kind of a story mode, sort of really Japanese. I didn't really get into it that much. And then AI War Fleet Command is an RTS that was super complicated, and after trying it for about 20 minutes, I still couldn't even figure out how to play the game, so I just stopped. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I did this week. So you're all done with Agatha Christie now? I am. Moving on to bigger and greater things, hopefully. I don't know. I have a lot of really random... I picked up a couple of bundles, and so I have all these little random tiny indie games in my (laughs) Steam library that as I get to them, I go... 
I don't know if I ever would play this on a normal basis, let alone, I mean, going through my scene library, I'm going to get to them, but on a normal basis, I would never choose to play yeah. any so, of the games I played this week. For those of you who, who didn't know, uh, Rob's 2007 gaming resolution was to start working through his entire Steam library, starting in the letter A, going all the way down to Z. Nathan and I predicted maybe he'd crack C or D this year, but <laughs> we'll, we'll mm-hmm. see, see how far he gets. So, Pretty cool. I still have probably about nine A games left, so... Okay. Moving along. And some of them are bigger games. So I got the Christie held you up for a while because uh, you like that one so much. So. It was an interesting game. It was a fun plot, at least, and it was kind of fun. It was a click and point murder mystery, kind of in the sense of Sherlock Holmes or uh, even Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew. So <laughs> that was that was entertaining, at least for a few minutes. So. All right, cool. Um, Anthony, what about you? Uh, Overwatch, of course. Yep. Halo Five sprinkled in there. I got. Zelda 3, yes. I've been playing Pokemon Sun. I played uh, whatever I've been playing. I tried out the Ghost Recon Wildlands okay. open beta, which that game came Ooh. out today. Uh, what else? A bit of everything. Uh, yeah, I've been, nice. I've been playing a lot of stuff. Um, I do like um, the Ghost Wildlands. It's okay. It's, <laughs> that, that's, it's okay. That's what I gather from reviews, kind of. Like, it's kind of mixed. It's okay. It's fun with friends, is what I hear, but otherwise it's, okay. it's not very fun. <laughs> yeah, it's no, okay. Rob, it's okay. It's not great. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I would imagine. No, I, I do imagine it's way more fun fun. Yeah. fun with friends. Like I, there's certain games that are more fun with friends, but I feel like this game is legitimately played best with friends and is actually meant to be played with friends. Yeah. For sure. uh, it's but it, it's okay. Cool. All right. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> um. I'm really I, impressed with Zelda 3DS, though. You're talking um, Link Between just, Worlds? No, Zelda Ocarina of Time 3DS, oh, Ocarina sorry. Ocarina of Time 3D, gotcha. Um, this yeah, I got that. Huh? Is this the first time playing through it in the 3D version? On the, the 3DS, 3DS, yes. Yeah, nice. Yeah, because I got a new 3DS, so I was like, gotcha. oh, let me let me buy that. I want to replay it again. Yes. So <laughs> it's cool. my seventh copy of the game, so... <laughs> Um, that's like Mario Bros. 3 for me. I have like seven copies of Mario Bros. 3. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I'm just really impressed by the actual 3D on it, on the new 3DS. Okay. It, it actually looks really good. It, act, cool. it for, for whatever reason, I actually feel impressed by the graphics. Yeah, no, they did a great job retexturing all the models, and everything looks looks better than you remember it. So, yeah, for sure. Um, cool. Well, I think that about wraps up our show this week. Um Nathan is slated to be back next week, so uh, we'll have some fresh, fresh Zelda impressions from him. He had to, he had to call me after playing Zelda for an hour today and just kind of hyperventilate about how much he was enjoying it. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Haylisten underscore Games, and uh, until then, we will see you next time. We will leave you here with the Zoro's Domain music from the Breath of the Wild soundtrack. It's my favorite piece so far. Enjoy. See you next time.